been. I'm gonna let you pull that down a little okay. more. Go ahead. That was a little slow. Okay, sorry. Wow, this has been what? I'm anxious to An hear the rest of that. Interesting week for you. <laughs> <laughs> interesting week is to say the least. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's been a crazy week for it me. It has been. You know, last week we were talking about our kids and dreams and uh, COVID 19. Yes. That was an interesting week. It was. And uh, it just hadn't slowed down. (laughs) Yeah. And then you had someone, uh, well, for for those who are listening who uh, may not know that uh, some other things that you dabble in is you do some training. Yeah. I I do uh, a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's just say, let's just say this up front for our listeners who are not Christians. Yes. Uh, the episode this week is going to be really focused on something that falls in an area of my faith yeah. because of a particular dream that is viral on YouTube right now. Yeah. And it's a faith-based dream, and so we're going to be dealing with it from a faith-based perspective. So if you're not a believer, if you're not a Christian, uh, we love you being on our show, and we try and be very... Uh, open and everything we talk about being palatable for you to receive and hear and our Christian audience to receive and hear, but we're going to be focused today. Yeah, not to exclude anyone, no. but just, just no, so you I think know, you'll still just, enjoy just so it. So you'll know where we're coming from. Yeah, so. I mean, that's my, we don't make any bones about that right. being our faith background Absolutely. anyway. So Absolutely. Uh, I don't think anybody will be shocked by that. I just no. want people to be aware. So that's it's right. good. That's right. So they can be comfortable in listening in on this, this discussion. So yeah, because you so, had someone email you this week and said, hey, I want you to look at a dream and tell me what you think about it. Yes, I did. I sure well, did. Well, actually, you had. Many people. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we do uh, the spiritual dream interpretation, and I do training all over the world. A lot of it's online, but I also travel and train uh, leaders in spiritual dream interpretation. But not only that, we uh, are part of and oversee an association or a family of Christian ministries all over the world. And I do training, leadership training for them in various areas. And we just provide a support role and and accountability place and things like that for these various leaders. And so I fairly frequently get requests to either look at dreams from different leaders around the world or requests to comment on, you know, leadership type topics uh, from leaders all over the world so and most, of these, most of the people who are reaching out to you are people that you know well right are you know part say, of our fellowship of of yes, ministries people that we kind of um, for lack of a better word we oversee or we're in Mentor strong and support. relationship mm-hmm. with and so um and we try to help them in whatever they're doing whatever they feel they uh, you know are called to in life we try to help them how can we help you fulfill that? What do we have that we can give to you that would help you do that? Right. So earlier this week, I got a an email or a Facebook message from two of our leaders who are with a church in Minnesota, and they sent a message, both of them asking the same thing. They sent a, a YouTube link and said, have you seen this dream? What do you think? So I watched the video uh, and it was the video of a gentleman by the name of Dana Coverstone, and he had three dreams that he talked about about the condition currently of America and some expected, anticipated, or prophetic events 
that he saw in his second two dreams that were coming later in the year. Mm-hmm. And now let's just say we're not going to be talking as much about the dream specifically, specifically today because right. you can go see the response. We'll talk <laughs> about the response. You can go see my response yeah. on YouTube. I mean, there's no need. Yeah, so we're not going to rehash yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so within a few hours, I had gotten several more inquiries about the same dream. And then I began to get inquiries from people outside of our network or our family of ministries. And so I thought, this is crazy. I'm going to just do a video and post internally on our um, Patria Ministries uh, private, closed Facebook group and just answer some of this. So I did the video, posted it, and it was up only literally seconds when, well, minutes, because it was a longer video, 17 minutes, I think, uh, uh, 17 minutes and a few seconds, when the comments on Facebook began to say, can you make this shareable? Because it was in a private group. And I couldn't figure out, and still I don't think you can share from a private group out into the public side of Facebook, so they could share with congregation members and ministry participants and things like that. So I said, no, but I'll put it on Facebook, and I mean on uh, YouTube, and you can share it from there. And that's what happened. I put my response to Dana Coverstone's three prophetic dreams onto YouTube, and now 103,000 views later, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting bombarded with people's opinions over me interpreting a dream. Yeah. And honestly... You know, your 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 initial response was that you needed to be able to address it for the people who were asking for. Right. What did you see in that? Did you yep. see the same thing? Because there were some pretty heavy things in it. Yeah. And they were they were I think they were looking for comfort. I think they were looking for you to be um, a sounding board. And so you were really just offering that. You weren't even thinking about. How should I say all this just in case a hundred thousand people look at it? Because yeah. in your mind, we were thinking maybe a hundred might maybe a hundred people might see right. it, not a hundred thousand people, right? Right, right. And I'm not saying you would change because I don't think no. that anything is different about. Now, I might have you... said some things clear up at the very beginning yeah. of the video because what happens is a lot of people don't watch the whole video. Yeah, they just see the first little bit, and then they go, oh, this person, you know. It's terrible. And it's judging this person, yeah. and that wasn't it either. You were kind of just saying, hey, here's how I interpret dreams. This is how I see things as whether they're a vision or whether metaphorical. So how how do we respond in the Christian community usually when someone puts something out there? I mean, when someone puts something out for the public to see, and it's a dream, which is a many times a very personal thing. And not to say that there aren't some dreams that aren't aren't forthtelling is what we would say right. uh, of things to come. Um, but uh, what is our what is okay and what is not okay for how community responds when someone puts something out there? Is it okay to do what you did? Well, I, I think it is, and I think we can lay out some parameters for why it is. Let me let me lay a little bit of foundation for people who may not know fully what we're talking about okay. yet. So number one, the dreams by Dana Coverstone are available to you on YouTube. He's had right around a million views of his prophetic dream. And so if you just search his name, you'll find 
his video and my video side by side. They're the first things that come up. <laughs> I didn't know YouTube. that. Yeah, so if you search his name on YouTube, that's mm-hmm. where they come up. And I, I want to just say he he seems so nice. Doesn't yes, he, he really like does. A really nice and, guy. And I said that at the very beginning of my video. I don't know him. He seems very sincere, and he seems to be a person. The best you can tell from his countenance and just discerning, mm-hmm. he seems to be a person of integrity and everything I've ever heard about. And you him. weren't even questioning Says that. I wasn't were questioning you any all? of that. And I want to lay this foundation. His dreams. He had a dream in uh, like November or December, and some of the elements of his dream actually began to come to pass in the events of COVID-19 and the racial tensions in the United States. And he had seen specific dates on the calendar pointed to where certain things with illness and riots would occur, and they happened. He then had two more dreams on June 24th, I believe it is, and talked about several things, and we're going to mention some of those, one of which was he saw banks with their tops being taken off and money being vacuumed out. He saw a shortage of coins in the United States. He saw uh, Russian, Chinese, and UN troops in the streets in the U.S. He saw massive fires and uh, uh, people being rounded up and all sorts of things. He said he saw he didn't see certain things like he didn't see certain leaders uh, that he made comments on. And he um, he saw all these things associated with very specific dates, for example, November. Uh, and he then went on to say people needed to be preparing and stocking up food and guns and ammunition to protect themselves and things of that nature. That was the kind of things he was talking about because this he had heard the words brace yourselves. Right. And he felt people needed to to be ready for this tragedy of these crises that were coming. So when I heard the dreams, I saw a lot of metaphor in the dreams. I also, however, felt and said in my video that I thought they were very much um, metaphorical, but they were very serious and needed to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And I also commended Pastor Dana on the boldness to share that kind of a dream because that takes courage. If he'd only had a hundred views, it still takes courage to share a personal dream of that magnitude. Because he even shared, you know, that look, I'm not, I'm a nobody. Nobody really knows me. I'm not nationally yeah. known. Nobody knows me. So I'm just going to put it out there, and it's just gone viral. And I have to say, I'm still very proud of him for being willing to make yeah. himself vulnerable. And and what he's really done is raise a topic: How does the church? How do Christians respond mm-hmm. to crisis? Yeah, that needed a forum of discussion in our country here in the United States. And the church, for those of us who are Christians, the church needed to be awakened to fulfill its role in current affairs, not hiding in some fashion. And that means getting ready. I emphasize getting ready spiritually, prayer, and drawing near to God to get wisdom and direction. He emphasized getting ready naturally, food stocks and uh, ammunition and things like that. I got no problem with that. I think if the Lord tells you to <laughs> yeah. do that, do that. We have, uh, one of the comments I think on on the thread that was going through on YouTube was, uh, "I'm praying and I got my gun in my lap." You yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> stuff it's, it's, like that. You know, and yeah. you weren't saying don't be wise and don't prepare, and you're not saying this is definitely going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen or not happen. 
that's to be seen. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Had, had you seen the video and no one had asked you your opinion, would you have done the video? Oh, no. There wouldn't have been you any really, reason to. You really just did it to help um, help people we've trained, help people that we have a relationship with, people that we know very well, just to help them see how you saw it. Correct. And, 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 and when you asked me the question earlier about is it appropriate to respond to, the answer to that question is absolutely. Leaders, not just leaders, every person of faith, Christians in particular, Every person of faith has a responsibility to examine what they're being told Mm -hmm. by others. Right. That's look. We're hearing that plenty in the Christian community right now about uh, you know various things happening in the United States. Just to give you an example, whether you wear a mask or not, Christians are examining whether or not they believe that advice. That's because it impacts them on a personal level, and so it's really easy to. You know, examine. But as Christians, we are called on to examine what we're told, not to just take what we're told at face value. For you know, basically, bottom but line. But you were really just examining it, though, for our, for our, our close little knit, our close knit group. group of people. Exactly, yeah. about one hundred and fifty people. Yeah, and and in that regard, uh, we are not. Listen, if you're a Christian out there. You're not supposed to just walk into church on Sunday morning and believe everything your pastor says. Now, I'm not saying disrespect them. Right. I'm saying you're not supposed to just accept whatever they say at face value. You're supposed to get into God's Word and examine it for yourself, affirm what you've been told, and then it becomes real in who you are. It's found in Acts chapter 17, verse 11, for our Christian friends who are listening. And it's referred to as being a Berean. It says... The Berean Jews were no, more were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message from Paul with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Yeah. That, now that's a scriptural statement. We are called on to listen, then go to God's word as Christians, go to God and receive affirmation for ourselves before we blindly believe what we're told. So when we have people asking us, what do we do with, what do you think about this dream? How do we respond to this dream? I'm going to look at it and determine how I see it and how it relates to my 20 plus years of dream interpretation experience doing spiritual dream interpretation. I'm going to look at it in that way. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, But it was declared to be, even though Pastor Dana was very clear he was not particularly a prophetic person, it was brought forth as foretelling certain coming events, which is prophetic. Mm -hmm. And 1 Corinthians 14, 29 says, in the New Living Translations, how I'm going to read it because it's just really clear there, let two or three people prophesy, or you could easily say give a prophetic dream, and let others evaluate what is said. Right. So that's the basis upon which we... Because here's one of the biggest criticisms. You can go to YouTube and search and see his dream and my response, so we're not going to rehash all that. But the comments that begin to come in, one of the key things from those speaking negatively about the response was, you don't have any right 
to evaluate someone else's dream. Right. So this is a dream in the public forum. Do we have a right to evaluate it? I mean, That's a real question actually, that we it's should not, answer. It's really not a right. It's really, it really is part of who we are as believers. You're right. It's, we not, ha- it's a responsibility. It's not about a right. Now, you really weren't, though, judging it. I don't no, think. No, no. Now, evaluating is different from judging. Right. If I were coming out, and this is, I, th- I think this needs to be said to people listening to the podcast. If you listen to His Dream or watch it, and you come out and you become anti-Dana Coverstone, mm-hmm. anti-three prophetic dreams, mm-hmm. and you're going to judge it, that's a different statement. That's for God to deal with. Mm-hmm. We are called to evaluate how do I apply that prophetic declaration in my life right. and in the lives of those I have influence over. Which is what your your um, I was say your band of brothers were, was asking you to do. This is what your you know the people who are outreaching you is is, is they want to hear from you. You know how do we? What you do you know, think what, what about how? How this? do you evaluate yes, this? Dream? Yes, it really. We didn't even and and you did reach out to Dana and just said, hey, I want to let you know I've done this. This little response. Yeah, got any video, questions? But it was for my, my mm-hmm. the group of people that I lead. Uh, and I reached and, out to him when we had about 10 views. I, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think when I saw his, um, you know, when someone said, hey, have y'all seen these dreams? And they were sending them to me, too. I, I looked at it, and I, thought, I had, I think at that time, like maybe... 30,000 views at that time. I was like, yeah. oh, he's got, he's got little people, you know, looking at it. You know, uh, I you even if it had stopped right there, you still would have done the video because it would have just been for that small group of people. Not trying to defend where you, or where you stood or anything, but just want people to know your heart because I know a lot, everyone who's listening is probably now going to go and watch the two probably videos. So. Yeah, that wasn't um, my intention either. But, but you that's... know, some unique things came out of it and, and you've gotten some, so I wouldn't say you've got a lot of, negative feedback You've no no gotten, it's 10 to 1 a yes, positive so yes. I, but but see this but the oh, negative what? feedback raises the question how do you handle a dream in the public forum yeah how do you handle a public dream first of all it was it would not be any of my business to make that dream public uh, nor uh, yours right. anybody else out there you do not hear a person's personal dream and then present it in a public setting Unless it can be done in an anonymous fashion, some way that is not pointing at that dreamer in some even, fashion. Even when I've had a dream where I thought this would be a great example to use as a teaching uh, forum, I've there's one in particular that I'm thinking of where just this amazing revelation happened for this young man about who his father was and everything. Yeah, and. You know, I wanted to use it as an example. I wasn't going to reveal the name, nothing. And I went to him. I said, look, you know, are you okay? And he was like, oh, he hesitated. And I thought, you know, if there's a hesitation, okay. no. I'm not even going to share it. Even though I'm not sharing your name, I'm not going to share anything about you. And then he came back later and said, you know, it's okay as long as you don't refer to city, state, you know, or anything like that. And I was like, okay. Well, and that's what we do. Some of you out there have read my book, Dream Stories. Um, uh, the uh if you haven't read it, you know, it's it's basically a collection of about 50 dreams mm-hmm. and how the interpretations impacted people's lives, along with some teaching in the front part of it. Well, with every single one of those, we had people actually sign something saying it was... Now, there was legal reasons for that, too, but there's also the ethical and integrity reason. We're not going to disclose your dream unless you're okay with it, because we're going to take your private dream and make it public. 
Yeah. That's different. Now we're talking, though, with Dana's dream, a dream that Dana made public that's now in the public forum for discussion. It's going to be discussed whether I mention it or not. Yeah. With a million views, yeah. I think comments are disabled on his. I his and I would, I, I would not go back and re- do that for mine again. I would leave them open <laughs> because I am a big believer in we grow through interaction and sharpening one another, even when it's critical. That doesn't mean I You've enjoy it. You've been sharpened to a fine little sharpened point. a lot this week, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I was going to say, because he has the ability to comment on his um, on his YouTube channel has that it dis- disabled. Uh, I think people just well, they decided they could come they in released, on yeah. uh, They released it on <laughs> yours. Yeah. Uh, but it's so. okay. You know, some beautiful things have come out of it. And um, I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. That well, I don't, no, I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind talking about it because, again, those are see. public statements. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's what happened. Pastor Dana, I think, completely unintentionally in his presentation of his dream because he was so concerned with releasing the information about get ready, yeah. prepare. And and he was focused, and we're different parts of the body will be focused on different things. Right. He was very focused on natural preparation. I believe in him. No problem with focusing on natural preparation. Mm-hmm. But I saw when people asked me, what do you think about this dream? What I saw is there needed to be a little bit, and the dream had it, a little bit of hope brought into the situation that not only do you prepare for what's going to happen, but if we respond with a spiritual response of prayer and drawing near to God, we could respond in a way that could impact what was going to happen or even change what was going to happen. Uh, Just like Jonah brought a word about Nineveh and the response of the people by drawing near to God, changed the timeline of what was going to happen. And so so I, I believed in, in bringing that hope. And why? His dream didn't bother me in the least. I've got tons of comments on the YouTube channel that say, brother, you're in fear, and that's not, that's not of God, and you shouldn't be afraid, and people need a little bit. Yeah. And other ones saying people need a little bit of fear to wake them up. So I wasn't afraid. Yeah, His dream doesn't scare afraid. me. Yeah, exactly. But there were people who, in their present state of maturity, a dream presented in a public forum shook them up. Not necessarily badly. They maybe needed to be shaken, but they didn't need to be left on the precipice of despair. Yeah. And God never leaves people there. We occasionally don't get our point fully across, which I think probably is what happened with Dana. Mm-hmm. And it leaves people there. And actually, if he had said it perfectly, it still could have left some people there. Mm-hmm. But I saw the need for our people in our ministry to say, hey, there's hope here. Don't be stressed out. Right. We can respond spiritually and things can change. It could be a Joseph Egypt kind of moment where where the church arises and the kingdom, the metaphor there of kingdom of Egypt, here kingdom of God, is able to fulfill its purpose and impact the community around them in an amazing way. Right. Um, but there were people who were in despair, and we actually had a comment on the Facebook page, on the uh, YouTube page, that said, "Hey, I was having suicidal thoughts after hearing this dream." Thank you for bringing hope. Yeah. 
And that that's the intention. You said if it was of only a for response. That one person. It's only for that one person it's worth it. I'll take all the negative if yeah. I can be a blessing to one person who helps them overcome anxiety. Do I think that Pastor Dana put that on this person? No. No. Never, absolutely not. not. At all. I, 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 what I do think is they needed some more evaluation of the message. Well, there's different people of all levels of faith who are watching this video, believers and non-believers. And, you know, you can't assume uh, that because one person says, oh, yeah, we need that kind of fire under us. We need that kind of godly fear. So it propels us to seek him more. You might have another person who needed comfort in that moment to know that God is on their side and for them. Yeah. And then you, there's just all, there could be so many different places where everyone is. And God is so loving towards us. He cares about everyone in that moment because we you know wherever you are whether you're the person who is in fear whether you're the person who's on fire who's excited about hearing about this kind of dream because maybe you've had a similar dream you know i told you look michael i've had a similar dream well our mentor john paul jackson had similar dreams i had a dream that you know the red army was you know coming up through mobile bay i mean i i had that dream yeah. But what does it mean, you know? And and I think a lot of people got fired up because they've all seen that. But is it going to be a literal thing where where they are where a red army is literally coming on, or is it going to be metaphorical? And we won't know that. Time will tell, you know. Yeah, time will tell those things. And what I prefer is to say, let's examine the metaphorical understanding, which means they're going to be challenges. Okay. They're going to be issues that might have things related to China and Russia, for example, or even the UN. That right now, the whole COVID nineteen thing is impacted by China. Yeah, and yeah. it's also impacted by the UN and WHO and things like that. So there are metaphorical understandings. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying just walk away and pretend there's no possible way it's literal. Right. I don't think it is. Well, you know, I don't think it's going to be. But that doesn't mean it won't be. Well, when you look at what happened, with, let's let's look at a scriptural one from our, our biblical text that we use. Yeah. Um, when you look at the life of Joseph, and he first had his dream about the wheat bowing down to him. If we had tried to interpret that in that moment in his life, it would not have made sense, right? Right. But it wasn't until later that things came to pass for him and they made sense for him, but it was almost a whole lifetime for him. I mean, you know, it wasn't like early on when he was really young and it affected a nation. Um, Here is someone who is not necessarily in leadership like Joseph was, but who knows what God may have for him down the road where things like this play in somehow where he Absolutely. And the impact or influence he may have may be great down the road. They may be great right now for that matter. And it may and who knows, he he may have had certain dates, but he may realize maybe there's not a year attached. Maybe it's November five years from now. Maybe it's November twenty years from now. I mean there are so many key little things that we don't think about we just we we 
we see a, a number, we see a month, and we just. But and I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong. But we don't know. But we don't. We won't know, know for sure. Right. Any interpretation. This right. is something that's important. Any interpretation, public eye or not, right. any interpretation. You don't have. You can feel a witness to it within your being. But as it comes to pass, you say, oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's important. Yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing is, is that a lot of times uh, I said I'd had that dream, you know, too. Uh, and we've heard a lot of other people have that dreams. We heard people who had dreams about 9-11. We've heard people who have dreams about floods. Why is it that many people have the dream, but they're not in a place where they can do a whole lot about it, right? Right. So uh, you said this was also a, a dream about prayer. We need to be, there is an active thing that we can we be doing. We can respond. And we can respond. Um, we can respond naturally. Right. And we, it's not one or the other. It's We can respond naturally. You can, but listen, if you stockpile stuff up and people have need, help me to need. Yeah. That's all I, I, I think is important about the natural side of things, right. stockpile, right. but be willing to serve and pour you into You were saying others. just share it. Yeah. Don't stockpile it to pre- just to Don't be a toilet yourself. paper hoarder. Yeah, you it, know, yeah, it made me think of Y2K a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, see, well, another thing I want to say, because we're almost out of time, mm-hmm. is when you look at Joseph, you mentioned his dream. Mm-hmm. If you look at Pharaoh's dream, Pharaoh's dream had metaphors in it that foretold a, a coming disaster. Yeah. But... It wasn't that literally fat and skinny cows walked up out of the Nile River. Yeah. It foretold something that was devastating. If you didn't have foreknowledge of it, mm-hmm. prepare for it. And listen, what did they do with Joseph and Pharaoh? They prepared they took naturally and spiritually. Pharaoh listened to the interpretation of the dream and said, hey, we need wisdom. Yeah. We need somebody with wisdom who knows God. Yeah. You take over. There was a natural preparation, and there was a spiritual preparation. Now, the dream focused on natural preparation, but the clear application of it said you got to have both. Yeah. We just talked right up to the end, didn't we? We sure did. One other thing you said, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You said that most people don't interpret their own dreams. It's true. Most people don't interpret their own dreams. If you look through Scripture, (laughs) if you look through Scripture, most of the time when people interpret their own dreams, it gets them in trouble. And the real clear example we've just been talking about. Joseph hey, interprets let's, his own dream. Maybe we should do our next podcast. Hey, we could do that. We could talk about it more. Let's think about this. Why don't you go back and look, if you're a <laughs> podcast listener, at Joseph and his dreams yeah. and see how that worked out for him. And we'll talk about it next yeah. time on Until Dream then. Stories. Keep dreaming.